This episode is dedicated to Susan Cain, author of Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Identity Theft, copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. This morning, I couldn't submit my assignment on my laptop, so Dad said he'd take it to work to get it fixed. I had to go to school early to print and submit it, so I was going to take the bus. But on the way there, the strangest thing happened. Dad got mugged. It was pretty ridiculous. I saw it from the bus stop. He was on the phone when two guys just came out of nowhere. One of them hit him from behind, knocking him to the ground. I think it was at this point that I yelled, causing everyone to look up from their phones, while the other made off with the laptop. I bolted towards Dad, heedless of traffic. He was sitting on the ground, looking kind of bewildered. I helped him up, feeling his knees and back to make sure nothing was broken. They got you pretty bad, I said. You all right? I certainly wasn't expecting a ticker tape parade, but when he started yelling at me, I'll admit I was taken by surprise. You're seriously mad at me for not leaving you here and chasing after two men who are probably twice my age? He started to go on about how the contents of a laptop were really personal, and I'd probably exposed us to all kinds of identity theft. I don't see how this is my fault, I exploded. I mean, two total strangers steal our laptop and you blame me? If you'd take better care of your belongings, they wouldn't have to be fixed. Dad, I threw my arms apart in frustration. It's technology. Sometimes stuff just happens. It was at this point that we realized a crowd had started to form around us. Some of them were recording our argument on their phones. This was really embarrassing. I hate being the center of attention. You know what? I have to get to school, I said. Call me if you decide to file a police report. And with that, I turned on my heel and left. Most people would have called the police right away, but my father is not a normal person. I was late to school, so on top of everything else, I got a detention. I suppose I could have gotten out of it by explaining what had happened, but it sounded absurd even to my ears, and anyway, I didn't feel like talking about it. I also couldn't print the assignment, so I was going to flunk it even though I'd finished. It was all really stupid, and I was more frustrated than I let on. Jason, are you paying attention? Mrs. Bryant, my math and homeroom teacher, was standing at the blackboard, waiting for me to solve the problem written there. I guess my mind had wandered. I gave some answer. I was sure it was wrong and thought she was going to give me another detention, but for some reason, she gave me an appraising look before sending me to the nurse's office. Good thing, too. My stomach was hurting like hell. I don't know how she knew. The nurse examined me. It could be appendicitis, she said. Let me call your parents. No, ma'am, please, I said quickly. It's just a stomachache. I'll write it out. She gave me a quizzical look. I'm fine, I assured her. It's a temporary thing. She argued a little, but in the end, she let me go back to class. At lunch, I went to the library and did some math. I know it sounds weird, but I like algebra, and sometimes I do problems out of textbooks other than the one we use in class. The rhythm of the numbers, the pattern they made, and the predictability of the right answers soothed me. It sure beat being with other people and listening to the inane things they said. I went on working until a voice startled me. Hello, Jason. I looked up. It was Mrs. Bryant. Hi, Mrs. Bryant, I said. 
She took in what I was doing, looked at me, and then gestured at the chair in the study carol beside me. The seat taken? she asked. No, ma'am, I said. She sat down. You feeling better? Yes, ma'am. It was true. I hadn't eaten any lunch, and my stomach was starting to settle down a little bit. Why didn't you tell me what really happened this morning? she asked. I don't know what you mean, ma'am, I hedged. She held up her phone. There was a video on it. I peered a little closer, and then my face completely reddened as I realized it was of Dad and me, of our altercation from this morning. One of those losers who recorded us must have posted it. Do you think anybody saw? I asked sheepishly. Oh, Jason, honey. She looked sympathetic. I'm afraid everybody saw. I knew she wasn't exaggerating. This kind of thing spreads like wildfire at Monroe or any high school, really. My only consolation was that it would be something else tomorrow, probably. I think your father was being a little unfair, Mrs. Bryant ventured. He was just embarrassed at getting caught out like that, I said. My face was still flushed. I stared at my math book. My stomach was starting to act up again. Well, it appears you had a legitimate reason for being late, Mrs. Bryant said. I'll cancel your detention. Thanks, I said. I had been glad to have a reason to avoid my family. I didn't want to deal with all the fallout the stupid video would generate at home. I cleared my throat. I mean, thank you, Mrs. Bryant, I said. She changed the subject. Do you often come here and do math like this? She asked. Sometimes, I said. Why? I don't know. It makes me feel better, I guess. She eyed me a little shrewdly. I didn't see your assignment this morning, she said. Did you forget to turn it in? No, ma'am, I said. I was going to print it. I wound up telling her the whole story about the laptop. That's really unfortunate, Mrs. Bryant sympathized. I wish I'd known online submissions were this much of a hassle. Well, I'm afraid I can't accept it now, Jason. It wouldn't be fair to the other students. That's okay, I said. I should have finished it a day or two earlier. Next time, she agreed. The bell rang and we went our separate ways. When I got home and let myself in, Dad and Allison were in the middle of a heated argument. I knew what it was about because they stopped when they saw me. I got straight to the point. I don't know why you're so mad at me, I told Dad. Anyone would have done the same. Heck, Lizzie Borden would have chosen her old man over a laptop, even if it were only to finish him off. Dad cracked a smile, Allison giggled, and the tension relaxed. Look, I'm sorry, son, Dad said. I was furious with myself for being such an easy mark, and you just happened to be in the line of fire. He extended his hand. Well, I couldn't hold a grudge after that. I shook it, and we were good. Allison shot Dad her trademark. You're still not off the hook with me, look. But she backed off arguing. Are you really worried about identity theft? I asked Dad. A little bit, he admitted. What did you have on there, buddy? Anything sensitive or confidential? No, I said. All my confidential stuff is written down in this journal. Just school assignments, and everything's password protected anyway. Dad looked impressed. I'm kind of a paranoid person. I filed a police report, he told me. I was able to describe the assailants to their satisfaction. Good deal, I said. I'll get you another laptop, son, Dad promised me. I didn't think I wanted another laptop. They were starting to feel like more trouble than they were worth. 
Stevie entered from the garage. I was glad to see her because she's the only one of us kids who can drive without an adult present. Allison still has her learner's permit. Hey, Stevie, can you take me to the doctor? I asked. The second her eyes fell on me, she'd opened her mouth to deliver a well-placed jab about the video, but this distracted her. I can, but do you want me to? She parried. What's wrong? She asked when she saw that I was serious. Just one of those stomach aches, I said. Let's go. She turned around, not even stopping for food or drink. I'll come too, Allie said. Wait, what is all this? Dad demanded. Jason, if you're not feeling well, you tell me. Now what happened? The nurse thought I should go, I said. I convinced her it could wait until after school. Get in the car. Dad took out the keys to the Volkswagen. Dad, it's not necessary, I protested, even as Stevie reassured him that she could take me. Jason, I didn't think you'd hold a grudge, Dad said, and he sounded genuinely wounded. I'm not mad, I attempted to pacify him. I just need to be with someone who makes things easier, not harder. That's my cue. Stevie held up her keys and the three of us left. Next week on Meet the McCords. Do you know why my laptop was stolen? You're not going anywhere until you give me that cell phone. This kind of thing's par for the course when your folks work for the government. We're the only ones that have to do this, and yet Dad's calling it routine. They're not going to tell us anything. Do you have a death wish? Allie hissed at me. Tune in Thursday at 8 p.m. Central for Episode 2, Privacy Policy.